time, scaring him half to death and stuffing bugs in his mouth when he wasn't even hungry. So Jethro began to pray. He begged God to give him all the wonderful things he saw that the other creatures had. Day after day, hour after hour, he prayed and he prayed, week after week, without let-up. He whined and he begged. One day, God had finally had enough. He decided to put a stop to this. He would answer Jethro's requests. He would give Jethro all that he had prayed and begged and nagged about, all at one time. And so, he did. Oh, happy day! Jethro was beside himself. How special he must be! God had listened to him. God had heard and answered all of his prayers. What joy! What bliss Jethro's life would be! He now had a beautiful fur coat with spots like a leopard. No more ugly green bumps. Long, slender legs like a deer. No fat legs for him. Eyes on stalks like a crab. Nothing could sneak up on him now. A bird's song. More notes, more words. A chicken's beak. Hallelujah! The tongue was gone. And for good measure, God threw in a set of rabbit ears. Jethro was very, very happy. But pretty soon, he found out that all the things he had prayed and begged and nagged for weren't as great as he had thought they would be. Oh, his long deer legs did help him to jump gracefully and with no effort. But he had been too busy praying and begging and nagging to look closely at the deer's legs. They had sharp, pointed hooves at the end of them. So, every time he jumped from lily pad to lily pad, the hooves punched holes in them, and he wound up in the water. His wonderful leopard's fur, with the beautiful spots, did keep out the cold wind. It did feel ever so soft. It did look really good on him, but it didn't shed the water like his old lumpy, bumpy green skin. Instead, it soaked up the water and held it next to his skin where it felt like ice. So this is how it went: he would leap to a lily pad, punch a hole in it, and wind up in the water. Leap to the next lily pad, punch a hole in it, and wind up in the water. Leap to the next lily pad, punch a hole in it, and wind up in the water. After a few times of leaping, punching, and winding up in the water, Jethro was very, very wet and very, very cold. It was true; he could hear ever so much better with his rabbit ears. He could tell if there were ten crickets or just two crickets chirping in the bushes. He could hear a snake slithering through the grass, half a mile away. He could hear an eagle soaring in the air above the top of the highest mountain. He could hear, he could hear, he could hear everything for miles, all of it, and it was loud.
What noise! What a racket! What a headache it gave him! His eyes did twist this way and that way on stalks, just like the eyes on the crab in the river. But he couldn't make them do what he wanted them to do. They just did what they felt like doing, and he had no control. All the twisting and turning, looking backwards and forwards at the same time, looking up while he was looking down, made him so dizzy that he got sick in his stomach. His chicken's beak was great. It did let him choose which bugs he wanted, and it did let him choose when he wanted to eat. But his dear legs were so long that he couldn't reach the ground. What good did it do him to be able to choose which bugs he wanted and when he wanted to eat them? He couldn't reach the ground, so he couldn't get to the bugs.